Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. When you're wearing a mask and need to sneeze, what do you do? Uh, according to some, they uh, keep the mask on and just sneeze right into it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, some of us pull it down and sneeze into their clothes or hands, or a few are still just sneezing into the air. I don't think I have been yet in the situation where I've had to sneeze and when I was wearing a mask, so that's... But that's you just said yuck to squeezing in, just sneezing into well, the mask. Well, just the idea of sneezing right into it and being all over your face. Right. You know. I mean, I know it's still better than sneezing into the air. It's your spit, but it's just... Think about it. It's kind of gross to be walking around with a mask on and your sneeze juice all inside of it. Change masks afterwards. Well, of course. It, just, it kind of seems like that's the point of wearing the mask, is to prevent us from sneezing out into the open air. And even when you try and sneeze into your arm... There's a good chance you're going to miss the mask would catch more of that, right? Well, I think if it ever happens to me, I don't know uh, what, you know, who knows how uh, I'll uh, handle it. Because sometimes the sneeze just does come out of nowhere. But uh, if I feel one building, I'm probably pulling down and going into my arm. The mask concept, I mean, uh, is such an interesting one in the sense that people, you feel so uh, enclosed by it. Mm. Right, like you're watching the, the, the hockey games now, and the coaches are wearing masks. Right, but they pull them down to yell, yeah, right. which <laughs> makes no sense. Makes no sense whatsoever. Right, right, and uh, uh, you know, and NFL coaches who probably should have been wearing masks all along because they're used to hiding their mouths right. because people are looking for signs uh, that they're uh, or calls, play calls they're having, are still holding up. Their play call sheets over their masks. Mm. You know, it's just, it's amazing how it's ingrained in the brain that I've got to hide my lips and the mask doesn't uh, trigger it for you that, well, they can't see that. I remember at first wearing the mask and always pulling it away from my mouth to talk. Right. And at first it seemed tough talking in the mask, but now it's, it's not, not a big deal. And I must admit, with the colder weather, there are times that I put the mask on and I go, this is kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I wear it to the car and just leave it on for a few minutes. Feels good. <laughs> uh, now, speaking of masks, a doctor in Colorado recommends that you wear two masks, like a surgical mask with a cloth mask over it for protection. I'm going with like a dozen masks uh, yeah, at good, once. Good, we're tough enough to get people to conform to one mask. Yeah. And we think in Canada that we're so much better than those crazy Americans. But a couple in Vancouver, a 60-year-old man and a 25-year-old woman good on you fella okay anyhow they both refused to wear masks at a gym and pretended to cough on the equipment when people were staring at them they were fined 460 bucks what's he doing 60 year old guy with a 25 year old and he's getting dragged to the gym (laughs) you would too if you were 60 with a very attractive 25 you would be doing things you never thought you'd be doing i don't know if i'd want her to see that at that point you know like it it just you'd be continually pressing yourself to prove Mm. that you're not getting weak steve martin used to have a great line about why he never dated younger women and he said because they just always want to do new things (laughs) Let's try camping. No, let's not. But you would if you were 60 and she was a very attractive 25-year-old. A 35-year-old woman in Florida was able to get the vaccine early when she took her 70-year-old mother to the vaccination appointment and then asked nicely, you got an extra dose lying around? Wow. See, if you're good to people, things work out. Um even when it's safe to go back to an office, people might not want to. 86% of people now, three quarters, say 
that uh, working remotely during this pandemic has uh, interested them in keeping things the way they are in the future. Oh, for sure. I, 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 I don't get that. Now, I haven't been working at home, so I'm not living it. I don't know. But it just seems to me, one of the things about, especially when you have kids, one of the things about getting working, it's getting out of the house, mm-hmm. getting away from the home. Also depends on your office environment, right? Like if you've had problems at your office already or if you think you're being watched over yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah, coworkers you don't necessarily like. Yeah, then, then well, yeah, I'll stay at home and do it. Or, yeah. you know, if, if you find you're in kind of this foreboding environment. Uh, when you get to the office, yeah. and maybe some of the freedom at home will relax. I, I agree with you. I don't think I could get any work done if I worked from home yeah. all the time. And yeah. I think maybe some people are realizing, yeah, okay, maybe I was working too hard mm. when I was at work anyway. Because mm-hmm. there's so many people, we were talking about this before the pandemic, skip breaks, yep. skip lunches, always eat lunch at the busy. desk, always, yeah. always trying to impress yep. when you're there. You don't have to do that in the no. home environment. Oh, very true. And if you work from home, things could, if they continue for a lot longer, Nissan will have you covered. They just created a concept car that's a minivan with an entire desk and workspace <laughs> built into it. <laughs> Celebrities were asked the craziest place they had had the loving. Some sex and odd and strange places. And Chrissy Teigen and John Legend say, on a plane to Thailand, in first class, under a blanket. Mm. That's not all that. I mean, it's okay, you're in public. but Smile high. Mm. And I guess it is a public place. Although, when you're in that first class on those flights, don't you get like a pod? Yeah, probably. Wouldn't they be on a private plane? No, I guess not. Jennifer Lopez on a balcony outside. Kim Kardashian in a movie theater. Hmm. I'd like to know what movie she was at when she had sex. <laughs> Schindler's List. <laughs> it was a great Seinfeld episode. It's great. And he's making out with a girl. You made out during Schindler's List? It's your heritage. Michael B. Jordan, a movie theater as well. Maybe okay. it was him and Kim Kardashian. Oh, look out. Let's start a rumor. She's going to be available soon, I understand. That marriage, I guess, is on the skids. Uh, Charlie Sheen, an Eiffel Tower elevator. Wow. That would be quick, right? I mean, how long does the elevator ride take up to the top of the Eiffel Tower? It can't be that long. Wow. Well, yeah, that's true. And, and don't they normally have, like, an attendant? Like, CN Tower, you don't ride up alone. Maybe he had sex with the attendant. <laughs> <laughs> He's Charlie Sheen. It's true. Do whatever he wants. Very true. Uh, Liv Shriver, the Staten Island Ferry. Okay. Uh, Jenny McCarthy, the bottom of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Gerard Butler on the side of a volcano and also on a glacier. Oh, that's a lot of effort. Yeah, Gerard. Yeah, you'd be exhausted. That's you'd think a lot you got there. of effort. Yeah, I mean you, uh, that's that's setting that up a lot. Zach Efron at the prom. Okay, oh, that doesn't seem all that odd. I think lots of people. Have, well, maybe not at the prom. Oh, yeah, but more like prom. after the prom. That is not necessarily at it. I like this one. Chelsea Handler outside a cemetery at a funeral. Oh, well, helping the grieving. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was never all this classy. No. I was in the back of a shell station at 2 in the morning. Get out. Yeah, I was dating this girl who worked there with the overnight shift. And I really just swung by to bring her some food. <laughs> we had more than Big Macs. Uh, right, I guess so. Uh, Ron this morning shares with us. He says, mine was in a church basement. Wow. Yeah. That's blasphemous. Sinner. What about you? Uh, driving range. 
while playing? Well, not, not while playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding my own club. <laughs> You're not holding it right. Loosen, loosen the grip. <laughs> Here's a little tip for you kids when you're uh, tweeting or using social media. We had a little uh, situation yesterday. Uh, a few days back, we were telling this story about this woman who got a note from her neighbor telling her that she squeals like a pig during sex. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we share these uh, little bits that we do, these discussions we have on uh, on Facebook and we uh, through SoundCloud and it's on Spotify and at the rock.fm and it's Craig Venn and Lucky on Demand. And so when we share these things, sometimes if you're talking about a specific person or an event, You'll uh, see if they've got an, an at address, right? Tag like, it. Yeah, you'll tag it. So either with a hashtag to try to get other people to, uh, to, to, to go look at it, or maybe if it's a celebrity or something, you'll, you'll put their name there, and so they'll see that you've talked about them. Anyhow, so I went with at squeal like a pig, as in a reference to the Deliverance movie. Okay. Uh, but instead of, and I, what I wanted to do hashtag. was hashtag that. So I get somebody who responds to me 19 hours after the fact and says, think you got the wrong squeal like a pig, LOL. Because <laughs> I had put the at sign instead of the hashtag. So there's someone with an at squeal like a pig yeah. account? Yeah. Okay. And uh, it's, a, uh, it's an account that's just dedicated to tops and bottoms when it comes to sexual relations. In oh. The, in the gay community... You're a top or a bottom. Gotcha. This is all dedicated to the bottoms. <laughs> and there's lots of photos and direction and instruction on how to be a bottom. Just not exactly what you were going for. No. Right. So I sent back, I went, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> See what happens when you screw up the hashtag and the at sign. Right. So now we're following each other. Oh, perfect. Yeah. With us being uh, locked up and locked down, we're watching uh, boatloads more of television and movies. And so you want to... You know, if you're going to dedicate all this time to just uh, zoning out in front of the TV, you want to make sure what you're watching you're going to enjoy. So some uh, tips were handed out on uh, how to make sure the movie you're watching is worth it, how to see the red flags that it isn't worth it. Okay. So uh, if it's a comedy and the trailer doesn't make you laugh at least once, don't bother. Because usually the highlights, the funniest moments are sometimes in the trailer. Yeah, that's scary. If you don't laugh at the trailer... Yeah, it's not good. Not a good sign. No, if you feel like the trailer told you the whole damn story from A to Z, you're probably right. Okay. If the first few minutes include a casual conversation where they're over-explaining the backstory or setup, then the script might not be that solid. Um, if the ads say critics are calling it laugh out loud funny, <laughs> it's probably not. <laughs> And if you find out that it's based on a true story that happened in the last year or two, then they've rushed through it to make sure that uh, oh to get it in front of people and that maybe uh, not enough time was uh, was taken to make it good. Well, one of the ones I wanted to watch and I haven't seen yet is that uh, that train movie that uh, you know, the uh, the hostages on the train mm. and it was in Paris, right? Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood did it. Yeah, did it. Yeah. I've heard very good things about the movie, but that'd be one that would fall into that category where. It happened very quickly after. Yeah, and the, the the twist there was the guys who are in the movie aren't actors. They're the real guys right. who, who uh, stop the uh, the uh, thing. I never know about reviews, though, because you can never really trust them all the time. You don't know if you have the same uh, views or opinions. Remember, like, Siskel and Ebert made 
a, a livelihood yeah. on reviewing movies. Yeah. And uh, and a thumbs up or thumbs down from that made you know, huge waves That's right. into a movie's success. And there's always been movie critics. Uh, like the New York Times said of this movie, everything of any interest was thoroughly covered in the original film. But like many people who have nothing to say, part two won't shut up. <laughs> they were talking about The Godfather. Wow. It might be the greatest sequel ever made. <laughs> Could be. Uh, they also said, same guy, uh, it's a measure of how the film operates that no, not once do we feel particularly particular sympathy for any of the victims. Mm. It puts good actors to the test. They have to work very hard just to appear alive. It was Jaws. Are you serious? Yeah. See, it's funny. I know that they will say to some critics, they'll they'll go back, like if you're watching a documentary on how a movie was made or something, you know, they'll they'll go back to the people who say said it was crap when it first came out, and then they'll go on oh, review. Yeah. And it's kind of like some albums, right? An album doesn't get a good review when it first comes out, and then years later it becomes like one of the favorites. <laughs> I like this one. A dumb movie that could have been made only by an intelligent and talented man. <laughs> Apocalypse Now. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you'd like to go back and ask the critics if they have a second thought on that. <laughs> yeah, I don't even necessarily agree about something that happened the last year or two because I sat through the Comey rule, the one oh, with okay. Jeff Daniels as a, as a Comey, and yeah. it was actually really good. It was well done. So, anyhow, uh, there's that. Um, if there's unnecessary, unnecessary nudity in the first 10 minutes, they say you can probably turn it off. Interesting. That's why I watch it? That's usually, it's usually the only reason you're tuning in. Boobs and tanks. Yeah. There we go. Not a lot of reviews on the movies that you watch of, the, of that ilk. A lot of thumbs up. <laughs> if they can still raise their thumb with all the carpal tunnel, <laughs> then they're giving it a thumbs yeah. up. If I see somebody get done, gunned down in a naked woman in the first ten minutes, I'm I'm in for the whole movie. I'll say this. Uh, so I'm started to watch. I've started to watch. Homeland, no. and I'm now into like uh, midway or partway through season two. I think now I think there's six or seven seasons of it, and it took a while mm. through season one. Like I, I've been you know I'm I'm a fan of that espionage and war and the kind of dark stuff, right? Yeah, definitely so. And uh, and the first like six episodes. You know, right off the bat, the first one, it's full-blown nudity, sex, like, you know, and and really raunchy. Hmm. And I'm like, uh, that wasn't what I was expecting Shameless at all. Shameless is that way. Yeah. With the and, sex. And, and it was a lot of nudity, a lot of sex. And I can't remember the actress's name. She was uh, played Ryan Reynolds' girlfriend in the, uh, in the um, Deadpool movies. Oh, okay, yeah. But, uh, you know, so... Uh, you know, right away, I'm like, boy, this is a, for a hostage taking and <laughs> national security. There's there's a lot, a lot of strip searching going on here. Uh, and then, and, and finally, it's gotten more into a bit of a plot and gotten really intense and interesting. But mm. it's like they wanted to sell you with sex to keep yeah, you sure. going for a little bit while they just told a storyline. It's a good seller. I would give this one tip about whether a movie is good or not good. If it if the lead actor is Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Don't bother. That's a bad movie. I just uh, got this uh, video sent to me. This is pretty good. A, a mom's brilliant way to tell her husband she dented the car. Take a little listen to this. This is very, very good. Hey, so remember when I was pregnant, you told everyone we're pregnant? Yeah. And remember when I gave birth, you told everyone we gave birth? 
Well, um, we dented the car. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Whoops. Yeah. I saw a woman at the grocery store recently. There's a, a big cement uh, blog block, I guess, a cement block holding up a, a, a do not walk sign or something right in front of the grocery store. And uh, so she pulled out of her uh, spot, which was right beside the cement block, and she came out and went to go around it. But she went too tight and she caught the side of the car Ooh. and she dragged that block like, right. you know, not far. You know, she heard it catch the side of the car pretty quickly. And I was walking and I kind of, I heard her, I was right in front of her and I heard the car catch the block and drag it. And I looked into her window and you, you know, the look someone gets on their face when they have a OF moment. Right. Yeah. That just, what have I done? And it was a nice, like a nice kind of, looked like a newer minivan. It looked like it was well kept. Like this wasn't meant to happen to yeah. me. You know, it wasn't some piece of junk 1992 Astro van, you know. <laughs> it was uh, it was a pretty nice vehicle. And you just think of that as going home and explaining, I'm going to park it close to the hedge so he doesn't see this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you backing in? No reason. No, no reason. Never mind. Yeah. Inside, let me pour you a drink. Yeah. Uh, I got hit a while ago, a little while ago, probably sometime early last year, a couple of years ago. Um, and, uh, and you're just in... The problem is the way they design these malls now or these smart centers. Everything's smart about them except the parking lots because there's just medians everywhere. Right, right, right. right. Uh, I've driven over a few. Right. And so, uh, and so, you know, she was trying to pull out of one of the areas where the stores are uh, and I was just pulling up behind her. And I wasn't, wasn't nearly close, uh, but she started to go. Mm. And then realized, uh-oh, another car was coming. And so there was a couple of people at fault here. Like, the other car could have just let her slow sure. down for a second and let her go. It's not like they were flying along at a highway speed. Right. They were in a parking lot. They could have just let her pull out and go. Uh, but instead, she rammed it into reverse and, and pulled back and kept coming back. I hit the horn and everything, and she still came right back into me. And then so I like had to get out, have a look, and there was nothing wrong with my car. But oh. she was in... Uh, like one of these minivans, and the way she hit just kind of on the corner, you could see it all kind of crumple up <laughs> for oh, a moment. No. I think it was newer models, so I think it kind of like expanded back out. There might be just a little bit of a dent or, mm-hmm. or one of those kind of crease marks uh, out of the end of it, but uh, you know, it was just one of those just annoying mo- moments yep. of oh, and she was just exasperated too and and sorry and I just you know exchanged info quickly and said if anything comes of this all you know yeah you know when you you see the moment coming or you realize there's nothing you can do especially if you're going to be hit and you just go oh well here here we go yeah we, we were actually talking about car accidents the other night and I was kind of tallying up my total and it's an embarrassing number. Like, I've been in lots of... <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I, I rode off two of my dad's cars. Wow. Um, uh, I had the Fiero catch on fire. I rolled the sidekick. Like, there was a period of time where every vehicle I owned ended up being scrapped or gotten rid of because <laughs> of an accident. <laughs> and I think the numbers are somewhere around eight or nine, something wow. like that. Like, just from little dings to, to big stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've had a pretty good stretch over the last, uh, you know, couple of decades, probably. But as a younger man, a little heavy on the foot. Right. A little uh, too uh, aware of the radio and not what was going on around me. Mm. This kind of thing. Trying to find the ashtray from a cigarette. 
I, uh, I, it's funny. I, I, I remember I didn't total any of my parents' cars um, or really wreck them. I had a couple of little fender benders here and there. But one of the things I attribute to is we used to, you know, kind of not joyride, but we'd go out and we'd take the car, especially in winter driving, mm. and go out in the parking lot and do a couple of donuts here and there when yep. you find a big one. And I always uh, think I'm such a better winter driver, a more confident one, because I did that. Mm. Like having been in a spin uh, at one point, you kind of know how to recover. You learn how to recover it a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so I, you know, you won't find those big parking lots now to do that. And you'll hit all these medians if you try it. Yeah, and most of my accidents weren't in the wintertime. They were just in summer. They were good weather because I was just too, you know, doing my own thing. Like, I remember I, I saw an accident. This might have been one of my first uh, times that I banged into somebody. Where I was heading home from work, it was early in the morning, I had worked overnight. I saw this car, these two cars at the side of the road, they had been in a collision, so they were off to the side. I'm looking at that thinking, oh, what a drag, and then I hammer into the back of a guy because I'm looking at <laughs> these guys. And then uh, another guy hits me because I guess everybody had braked hard for something in front, and so I hit him, somebody hit me. So we all put our cars in park, we all get out. The guy behind me looks at his, uh, front of his car, looks at the back of mine, no real damage, he just takes off. Cop shows up, charges me with following too close. Now, this is the first time I'd ever been charged with anything. Mm. So I'm like, well, I, what do I do? So I talk to some friends and families, and they go, well, take it to court. That'll buy you some time. So I take it to court, and, uh, and I'd never been in court. I'd never dealt with it before. I didn't have any idea how it worked. So I, uh, I sit there, and the, uh, the prosecution or whoever uh, does their little spiel uh, and then the judge asked me, you know, do you have uh, any response? And so I didn't know what to say, didn't have any questions. And it just popped in my head. I go, um, well, I think the officer was there as well. The prosecution had asked the officer uh, uh, how it all played out. So then I got to ask the cop a question. So then I just said, do you remember, officer, the vehicle that uh, hit me and left the scene? Something to that effect. And he goes, no, I didn't know another car was involved. It was gone by the time I got there. I go, yeah, I was hit as well. So the judge throws it out. Huh. So I win the case. So then I think I'm... I'm You're Johnny Cochran yeah, all of a sudden. all of a sudden I, I you know... <laughs> every case I went and fought after that, I lost. <laughs> rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.